You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Here we go. It is episode number 16 of the Rosie Report regular season roundup. Jim Rosenhouse along with you for another look back at recent action for the Guardians Monday night down at Progressive Field. The Guardians came up short to the Detroit Tigers in the series opener by a final score of 6-2. to two. Coming up a little bit later on in the podcast today, we'll hear from Cal Quantrill, who threw very well on Sunday. In fact, no-hit baseball into the seventh inning. Now we'll get his thoughts on his recent hot stretch. We'll also hear post-game comments from last night's game from manager Terry Francona as the Guardians trying to keep it rolling. They had taken two out of three, the final two games of the weekend series against the Twins on Saturday and Sunday, but could not keep it going against the Tigers on Monday night as Detroit's Joey Wentz limited the Guardians offensively as they continue to struggle with a league low in terms of runs scored and batting average as well as home runs. The Guardians just haven't been able to put it together offensively, and it cost them again last night in a 6-2 Tigers win where Tanner Bybee had his first rough start of his young major league career. He walked four and allowing four runs along the way, and just didn't seem as sharp as he was in his first two appearances, but you certainly expect some ups and downs from some young rookie pitchers and uh, the offense. Bybee's outing and some other thoughts now post-game from Terry Francona. Didn't command very well. Um, shoot, I think it was, what, four walks and, I don't know, five, six, seven, and a lot of base runners. Just just didn't seem like he was throwing it where he wanted to. Just had a lot of opportunities tonight. What are you, what are your just thoughts on the offense tonight not being able to take advantage? You know, early on it looked real, you know, first couple guys on, Hose gets the ball right at the shortstop. And then we just, you know, we're not keeping the line moving. Even when we get started, we just got to keep it going. Um, it can be frustrating, but the the choices are dig in and see if you can do better or, or get frustrated. You know, you mentioned a couple of days ago that these young pitchers are going to have some hiccups. And do you, you know enough about Tanner to know how he would, you know, you would expect him to respond from tonight? Oh, he'll be fine. Um, he's he's done a really good job. He He will continue to get better and learn, and he just didn't have a very good game. That can happen to anybody, but he'll be all right. Frustration potentially with, with guys. Have you sensed any of that in the dugout? Well, I mean, I don't think I don't think they're supposed to be like having a party when we're not scoring. I don't think anybody feels like that's. But no, they're they're they they're getting after it. They 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 show up early, get hit extra, and they keep their enthusiasm during the game. But you know, they get tired of making right turns. I get it. See somebody like Andres, you know, not carrying any frustrations out there in the field, and then turning the defense, getting turned in early in the game. It's got to be a positive. You, you kind of think at the time, maybe that's a because you know you hate to see the first couple guys of the game get on, and that probably put off maybe some of the troubles 
to the next couple innings because that was a heck of a play. That's manager Terry Francona following the 6-2 Tigers win. And with that victory, Detroit leapfrogs over the Guardians into second place in the AL Central. Cleveland in third place now, both trailing the front-running Minnesota Twins. Well, we had a chance to visit with Cal Quantrill earlier in the day on Monday and talk to him about an outstanding performance on Sunday where he pitched no-hit baseball into the seventh inning. The no-hitter broken up with two outs in the seventh inning on a line drive base hit off the bat of Minnesota's Alex Kirloff, but certainly an outstanding effort by Quantrill. That's back-to-back strong starts for him. And when we caught up with him, he talked about getting it rolling now after some ups and downs early in the year. I think turn of the month, weather's getting a little nicer. I think delivery is kind of coming together, starting to settle in, um, getting more comfortable with our catchers. You know, lots of different things, but just throwing the ball better for sure. Is it hard to be patient through that process to to let some of those things take hold? Uh, yeah. I mean, you want to come out of the gates hot, but it's baseball. <laughs> it's a tough sport. Sometimes it doesn't go your way. So glad that we had a couple good ones and something to build off of, and hopefully have a good rest of the month. When you look at your repertoire, I know after the game it sounded like you were able to to change things up a little bit and use some pitches that maybe you hadn't used a whole lot before. Um, explain what was going on yesterday and why it worked. Um, you know, I think that we were in better counts yesterday. Um, I think we were able to get uh, some outs early in the game on, on secondary pitches, which allowed me to, to do some different things as the game went on. But, you know, we've been looking for an opportunity to throw the splitter more, um, throw the curveball more. I think yesterday just presented more of those opportunities. Stay tuned. We'll have more with Cal Quantrill after this short break. Welcome back to Guardians Warm-Up. Cal Quantrill joining us after just a tremendous effort yesterday. You had no hitter into the seventh inning. Um, when did you realize what was going on, and, and does it impact you in any way late in the game when it's going that well? Um, I mean, I, I probably knew in the sixth or fifth, or but there's a lot of outs to go. <laughs> I don't think it really changes much until you get to the ninth. So um, it was fun. I was glad to, to take a stab at it, but um, most importantly, we got the win. And you got two runs early to work with. What does that mean to you when you go out there and you have two right away? It's huge. We've been grinding. Um, our guys have been putting up good at-bats. I think we've faced a lot of good starters in a row, and sometimes that first two times through the order has been tough. But, um, you know, I thought they really – quality at bats early in the game yesterday and gave me a little leeway and it's always better pitching with a lead and you mentioned um, observing the hitters and what they're going through how important is it that that the team stays together and and pitchers are obviously aware of what hitters are doing and maybe vice versa too yeah it's a team sport um i won a lot of games last year where they scored eight for me it's ebbs and flows of baseball um you know obviously they're working hard and I guess, you know, as, as a teammate for me, that's all I care about, working hard, trying to get better. And, you know, I think that they've put up some quality at bats the last two series, and we're trending in the right direction. And you're part of a starting rotation that's really been on a, on a nice roll with some different faces in there. Uh, still, though, that, that kind of team unity from a, a rotation standpoint where you guys help each other and, and work with some of the younger guys? Yeah, I mean, obviously willing to offer anything that I think would be valuable, but at the same time, you, you want to make sure that you're letting guys, especially uh, – rookies kind of do what they're good at right they, they got called up for a reason and try and observe first and speak second and make sure you're letting them kind of bring what they've you know what, what's got them here and, and 
get after it and then you know if I see something over the course of the first three four starts then maybe chime in but been really impressed I think uh, both you know mentally and, and physically they're prepared to play at this level and it's shown so far make you think back to, to when you were a rookie at all and, and what you broke in what the the atmosphere was like then yeah yeah I was I was on a uh, I was in a fairly heavy rookie staff when I broke in but I had some some veteran leadership uh, in the bullpen and leaned on them for sure I mean there's a lot of things you just can't learn in the minor leagues so um, you know hopefully able to provide a little bit of help and you know learn some things from the young guns too and a good weekend team-wise, taking two out of three from Minnesota. Uh, nice to get back in the division a little bit and, and see what's out there in terms of what you'll have to play later on. Yeah, I mean, you got to beat everybody to accomplish the goal that, that we want to. But, um, you know, it's nice to kind of get a little barometer, a little read on where we're at in the division, too. And um, two out of three against the, you know, the team that's played the best so far in our division feels good. So, you know, I think happy to be back for, what is it, uh, two – uh, six, six games, six division games, but uh, and we're back at it after. Cal, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Yep. Always good stuff from Cal Quantrill, and that's going to do it for this edition of the Rosie Report. We'll catch up with you once again, recapping Tuesday night's activities at the ballpark, heading into the Wednesday day game that wraps up the series with Detroit. Until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse thanking you for downloading and listening to the Rosie Report. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.